Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Man's Heart Podcast. I am your host, Barry Graves, and I couldn't be more thrilled, more excited to bring you guys this episode today. We have a legend, and I and I know a lot of times I, when I have guests on the show, I say uh, this is a, a great person, and this person is a is a legend, and this person is this and that, bigging them up because I only bring legends onto the show. I only bring phenomenal people, leaders in the community, leaders of industry, leaders of 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 the arts and 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 not just leaders but people who have trailblazed people who have um um stepped up to the microphone so to speak um and and have given their their all have laid it out there and left nothing to be questioned so our guest today without further ado uh is is by all means a legend is by all means uh, a queen is by all means one of the most kindest down-to-earth people in the world that I've had the pleasure of meeting. Um, uh, one of the greatest voices of our time, one of the greatest songwriters. And and word has it, if you need a friend, she's the friend that you want to have on your side. She's the one that you want to have in your Rolodex or in your in your list of contacts. <laughs> She's the one because her heart is just, it, it's, it's that big. And without further ado, again, the legendary, the, the graceful, the beautiful, the, the talented Miss Jeannie Tracy. Welcome <laughs> to the Black Man's Heart Podcast. Oh, my. Were you talking about me or somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Thank I'm, you. I'm absolutely wonderful. I, I, I feel great and just blessed, you know. Amen. Amen. And, and you've been touring recently. Is that right? I haven't been touring a lot. I've been doing mostly um, session work. Um, mm. that's, that's my, my real passion is, is the studio. Uh, I've, I've toured a, a few times this year, uh, you know, last year, a couple of times, but I just, you know, with the pandemic, I, I just haven't felt, you know, safe to go. Uh, at one point, uh, I went to Florida and, um, I, I was in a room full of 21 year olds or 18 or however <laughs> and 3,000 4,000 kids you know dancing with no mask and that just it it scared me you, <laughs> you know I mean Florida's I mean they 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 seem to think that there's nothing out there and right. we're just going to leave our you know we're just going to throw it up in the air but what really scared me was that I was sitting in a VIP section instead of being in the dressing room. And I told my the guy that was with me, I said, tell Abel to get me up there so I can get out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, it was fun. And I just had to, you know, just have enough faith to know that my faith is strong enough that I'll be fine. But sometimes I say, well, if I see a burning building, I'm not going to say, Lord, 
you know, save me because first of all, I'm not going in that burning building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in this in this day of 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 COVID and and uh and and all of these new diseases coming out, has it changed uh performance value or, or the 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 feeling that, that you get when you go out there and perform? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yes, it does. It, it it's, it's scary. Uh, first of all, flying. Um, mm. <laughs> one funny, well, I guess funny story. Uh, it was I was on a flight, and um, this guy. It was on Southwest, and um, there was one empty seat in between. I'm thinking, please don't let anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and so. This huge guy looked like a linebacker for the 49ers stood there and he said, uh, is that seat empty? And I thought, oh, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, I said, yes, it's yours. So I got up and I knew he was going to be half in my seat. Shout out to the big brothers out there with the wide shoulders. <laughs> he said, "I looked at him, and he was half in my seat, and I was leaning out, and I and I'm a girthy woman, you know." <laughs> and I said to him, "I said you have to sit tiny." <laughs> I said, "Young man, I said you have to sit tiny," and he started laughing because I don't want to make anybody feel bad, you know. <laughs> and so I said, "I need." I said, did you get a good look at me? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I said, well, look. I said, I need all of my seat. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and he, it was so funny. By halfway, he was leaning on my shoulder sleep. Oh. And it was so funny. And he was back halfway in my seat. And I'm leaning at Nile, right? <laughs> and I, I told my husband, I felt like I was in the bed with him. <laughs> <laughs> With nowhere to go for hours. Look, for hours. flights are so uncomfortable. I'm glad that um uh some of the airlines got those wider seats. It used right. to be havoc uh trying to yeah. trying to fit into that little oh. middle seat. Oh I, I no, you know what? And I found out uh uh my the guy that travels with me sometimes, he told me, he said, you know, if you're flying southwest, they'll they'll let you have an empty seat, you know, the seat empty if you, so I tried it. And so the lady came out to look at me and she said, I said, why did you do that? She said, because looking at you from behind the stairs, you don't look like you're that large. You know, I said, oh, trust. He, she said, well, I just saw. So <laughs> <laughs> although, you know, I've lost quite a bit of weight, but I still am, you know, busty and stuff. So you know, I, I don't try to, I, you know, I'm not telling, I said, I need that empty seat. Okay. Just congratulations just on the weight you know. loss. But generally I fly business or first class and, but on Southwest, you know, there's no fluff, honey, you, you know, you with everybody else, you know, and I, and I like Southwest, you know, cause they get up in the air and they get down and, you know, it's, it's, you know, and plus, you know, they just, they fly a bunch of places and I just, you know, I just kind of like Southwest. Um, United is yeah. not in my town anymore, so I don't, you know, oh, yeah. not here. You have to go to San Francisco. I'm 10 minutes from the airport, so, <laughs> you know, it's convenient. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and you're, you, are you in uh, California? 
I'm in Oakland. Yes. Uh huh. What? Shout out to man. Oak Town, honey. Oak Town. Oak Town. You know they're trying to gentrify it, but you know we 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 staying flat foot here. Okay. Yeah, what, listen. The, shout out to the soil. I'm from San Francisco. Okay. Uh, shout out to the Bay. Oakland has so many legends. I mean, just yeah. talent, yeah. talent, yeah. talent. Um, yeah. from the poets to the singers to the oh, yeah. to the rap artists. I mean, there's Oak Town is it, honey? The 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 point, the Pointer Sisters, you know, um, Martha Wash. Well, she's come from on. San Francisco, and you know, Sebastian shout out to Martha Wash, and that's my friend, and also Narda Michael Walter Walden is in in San Rafael, you know. So we wow. got people here, you know. You just and the talent is still here. There's so many gifted artists from the Bay Area that are thriving and trying to you know prince got some of his people from from oak town you know bonnie boyer rosie no. Gaines, you know rosie Gaines, and lots of people from from the bay you know was in his band i had no clue sheila e it, sheila e yes to rehearse in oakland okay come on yes yes i do i do now uh the escovito family is a is the like escovito yeah they're the most one of the most talented families since oh, Jackson my God. Five. Juan and all <laughs> Juan Escovito and you know the the dad. We just I did a film uh shooting for um John Lee Hooker Jr. did an album and so I was part mm. of that album. So they the Escovitos were there and the son was uh Peter Michael was you know doing the shooting. So it, it was fun. It was just fun to see Pete and Sheila wasn't there, but Pete was there, and Juan was there, and the mother was there. Uh, uh, Carlos Santana's, although he lives in Vegas now, he's from the Bay as well. You know, well, you know, I I was talking with um, Pete Escovito one time, and I was uh, I was working for Kiss. I was on their Groove Crew, oh, okay. ninety eight point one, and. Mm-hmm. We uh, got a chance to meet him, and I was just telling him how in love I used to be as a kid with his daughter. <laughs> said, oh, really? Man, oh, my goodness. I said, because this is my first time meeting him, but mm-hmm. I knew who his daughter was. I said, man, I love your daughter so much. And he cracked up. He said, what up about and, me, huh? Yeah, he cracked <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, he ended up giving me his drumstick, but he's one of the sweetest old guys. I mean, he's just the OG to heart. And, oh, yeah. And, Oh, and yeah. down, I'm. Oh my God, he'll laugh with you like you you've known each other for years. Oh yeah, he's 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 like that. Peter's a great, great man. You know, great talented guy. Yeah. So, Miss Tracy, when when did you discover your voice? When did you first find out that you had something? Well, let's see. I will say, uh, I started singing when I was like about three. My aunt used to you know, get the records out and you say I'm saying records, right? And, <laughs> <laughs> and so she would sing with me and, you know, show me things and that kind of thing. But I really didn't, it was, I was just a kid. So um, I started taking piano lessons at uh, age six and, and I played classical music, studied classical music. And I started singing in church at a really young age, but I really didn't find my voice until maybe about 11 I would say and mm. I started playing for church at, at 11 
that and the funny thing about that is that the the keyboardist for the church um she got sick and had to leave and so there was nobody to play so they was just beating tambourines okay (laughs) (laughs) so the 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 minister there called up little genie to come up and play i knew nothing about playing gospel music or anything of that sort. And so I went up there and all I knew was Beethoven and Bach, you know. Wow. <laughs> and so I started playing what I <laughs> And they and they 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 act like it was, you know, the end all. So like had, it was the gospel. She just brought <laughs> Bach and Beethoven. Okay. So I told my teacher that next week, I said, listen, I'll, you know, can you show me some chords, you know, teach me how to play by ear, that kind of thing. And she showed me the basic one, four, five chords, right? And uh, and it was on and cracking, you know, and wow. then I, I was playing for the, I became one of the, the youngest to play for like adult choirs and that kind of thing in you know, my town. And so... Um, I asked another musician who was really gifted to show me passing chords, the ninths and the sevenths and the ninths and how to pass this chord into the next and that kind of thing. And then I was singing, you know, then I started singing and uh, leading the choirs. And so, so I would say about 11 or 12 is when I knew, but I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to be an educator though and teach music in uh, mid middle school, that kind of thing. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and so I was. I started doing like luncheons and things like that and singing at, um, in school, you know, that kind of like the talent shows and. Right. And so a guy saw me, I was doing something for a radio station and the guy, and it was my first year in college. And the guy said, I want you to join my, I want you to come and join my band. And I said, I don't, I don't know anything about playing for a band. I know a lot of songs, you know, Aretha and stuff like that, but I don't know anything about playing in a club or, you know, that. So one night about a week or two later, he uh, came to my house and he said, I really need you. He said, my guitar player is ill, and so I need you. I said, but I don't know. He says, just play what you know, and we'll follow you. I thought, okay. And so that's what happened. And they were on their last week, our last two weeks. And the owner said, if you keep her, well, I'll extend your stay. And we were there two more years. <laughs> Stop it. That's how I got started in this business like that, you know. Well- um, now, at the time, you were a teen, um, still young. It, are you witnessing, seeing a lot of things um, that you maybe weren't prepared for? Or are you hanging with the big boys, so to speak? Oh, yeah. Everybody was. <laughs> yeah, everybody, you know, were much older than I. But they taught me a lot of things. And what I, I, I gleaned from them is that I was really like a sister. To, mm-hmm. And they looked out after me, you know, to make sure that nobody bothered me and, you know, that kind of thing. It was, it was really, really kind of cool. And I loved it. You know, it was something that 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 I enjoyed doing and plus make some money, you know, right. <laughs> and, and the money was good, you know. And so I, I made it in my mind. This is what I'm going to do, you know, and I went from there to where did I go? I went to Arizona 
and it was so hot there. I, I felt like I was in hell. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm in, I'm in Arizona right now. Are yes. you? <laughs> it, it, it's it's eighty degrees at nighttime. Uh 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 uh. uh. I was like in a hundred and thirty. Wow. In a hundred and thirty. I had Disrespectful. never felt that kind of. Oh my God! It was like, oh no, I gotta I gotta go home. And my <laughs> and my my home was a hundred and five. You know, would be a hundred and five, and I thought that was awful. But a hundred and you know ten and thirty—that's crazy. You know. Yeah. And a hundred at night. You know. <laughs> Every day, like, come on, you man. Live in Arizona. Yeah, I do. I do. I just moved uh, out here maybe uh, about a couple years ago. Everybody's moving there. I mean, I have friends there. A lot of quite a few friends that have moved from the Bay there and they love it, you know. Yeah, I said, it, well, I didn't love it when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I, I'd say even within the last couple of years, there's been a lot of development out here. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the weather hasn't changed. I mean, it's it's never going to change, and it's getting hotter everywhere. So mm-hmm. you're gonna be looking at 200 degrees, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, in in no time at all. As as a matter of fact, it's just now starting to cool off a little bit. Um, but for the most part, people are still wearing shorts in the rain. Yeah, it, it's 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 tremendously hot. Now, what about the winter times? Uh, is it cold there? Because I, I, I was in the heat, dead, dead summer <laughs> when I was there. So it, it, this is crazy. So in the winter time, uh, I think the coldest it gets uh, is maybe seventy, uh, huh? 70 in the daytime, yeah. maybe. <sighs> Um, unless it's raining and windy, you may yeah. hit upper sixties, but for not, not for too long, I, I'd say maybe less than a month. You're looking at that kind of weather. Yeah. Um, other than that, you can wear shorts almost year round out here. Yeah. I have friends who just moved there. They moved into a brand new home. They're loving it. And, you know, I said, well, God bless you. You just go ahead on. They are really <laughs> young. They got young children and that kind of thing. They got great jobs, moved there with great jobs, beautiful home. And and they moved from Atlanta, so they know heat. Oh, but, yeah. But but I don't think they, yeah, it gets pretty hot in Atlanta. I don't know how hot it gets, but but so they're kind of used to that, I guess. Yeah. I, I think Arizona ha, is, has heat all of its own that nobody knows about. <laughs> that, that that hurtful heat. I mean, you go out there sometimes, it hurts to breathe. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's too much. <laughs> right. Like, man, you know what? I, I quit. All right, I'm I'm Stay calling my job. House, huh? I'm calling in today. <laughs> Can't get to the Stay car right now. In the air condition, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you gotta have the air conditioning out here. It's it's, it's horrible. Miss Miss Tracy, you you have such a a a, a vivid and and an abundant. Uh, track record. I mean, just your your experiences are are so rich um, that it, it's hard to pinpoint one without talking about another. But you moved to California, um, and when you, when you moved to California, were you already in your your career, or were you was this right before your career? I was raised in California. I was born in Texas, but I was raised in California uh, since a baby. So uh, I just moved from from uh, 
a, a little small mining town uh, to Oak, you know, to the Bay Area. Uh, Fresno, you heard of Fresno? Oh man, who? Yeah, ha- so oh I, man. So I'm, you know, that shout out to Fresno. I, I was raised there, and then I moved. I always loved Oakland. I always loved the Bay Area, San Francisco, and I always wanted to live here. Um, I probably should have moved or could have moved to LA, but I chose the Bay Area. And I'm so glad I did because um, God really intervened in my life and made it possible to for me to do the work here without going to LA. You know, I've had people to, to fly me to LA. I said, don't you, you guys got great singers here. Why are you flying me here? <laughs> they said, well, we're calling in the A-team and that's, these are people that worked in the Bay Area and knew of my work, you know, and would fly me in just to do, because a lot of times people will fall, call me in just to sing the background by myself, you know, just stack the harmonies and that kind of thing. And uh, I love working with other people uh, with a you know uh, with a blend of like I've worked with Lynette Hawkins and Tremaine Hawkins and oh my God that's the oh my goodness life. and then when I got with Sylvester working with Martha Nazor was the end all okay I thought, oh. these are j- these are truly the angels of God all right listen listen we are gonna get into that part Miss um, <laughs> Tracy as a as a listener. It brought me to tears. Oh yeah, and um, sometimes we would cry too because the sound was just, 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 just the sound was, or just being with those two women was. I could not even believe. I had to just pit. I said, "Are you still alive? You know, this really is a dream, isn't it?" Never knowing that I would end up. At, I was a fan, but then I became part of the group. You know, that's just unheard of. You know. Le- let's let's go into that so how for everyone listening um we are now about to get into one of the parts of this interview that i was i i couldn't even prepare for it like i couldn't imagine actually having this moment and i'm so grateful because i read the book um oh yeah sylvester uh written by josh ganson joshua yes yes and shout out to uh, Josh. Shout out to Joshua, another down to earth brother who, who I spoke with many years ago um, oh, after wow. reading the book. Wow. But in in reading it, I was, I was, placed into this world uh, of Sylvester, and it's almost like you can feel his energy, his spirit in the book. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in the from reading the book, Sylvester comes across as someone who has their mind made up uh they know what they want but he's he he's like a velvet hammer like you we need this right now and if we can't get this right now we're going to make it happen regardless we we That's need exactly to That's exactly the way he was so that explanation is the, the yeah the, and you were the little sister yeah. uh, that came into the into the fold can you tell us how this whole thing started how it happened uh, I was working in the club and Harvey Fuqua, we don't want to forget Harvey Fuqua. Shout out to Harvey, was, yes. Yeah, who was uh, Motown. I call him Mr. Motown. And <laughs> uh, so he and Marvin Gaye were best friends. came out from Detroit to L.A. to Motown. And Harvey came to the Bay Area because he had heard there's a wealth 
Harvey, you got to go to Oakland because there's a wealth of, you know, of talent there. And he went, started his record company here, Honey Records. He and Nancy Pitts and both rest in heaven. And so he came and I was working in a club called The Fox. He came with a with a radio personality and he talked to me after after the show and said, I want to bring you, I'm starting a record label and I'd like to sign you, you know, we can talk about that later if you'd be interested and that here's my card and I love what I heard tonight and everything. And I said, oh, okay, you know. In the meantime, my brother had been telling me about this guy with these two big women singing. Um, <laughs> and he says, oh, they, some, some of my old friends call me Tootie. And, and he won't even say Tootie, he'll say Toot. Toot, you have to go <laughs> see him because they, oh, they take you to church and da, da, da. So I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. So when I meet Harvey, he said, we're going to go over to see, I want you to go with Nancy and I to see this guy who sings with these two big women, Sylvester. And I said, oh, I've been hearing about him, you know. I don't care. I love to see him because my brother's been talking about him. He's talking about I need to go see him. I go with him. And after, oh, my God, the, oh, it was just like <laughs> amazing. And it was a little tiny club called the Elephant Bar. And they were packed in there. I mean, if you wanted to go to the bathroom, you couldn't because you couldn't get squeezed through all those bodies. You wow. know? And so we go backstage and there's Sylvester and, and the girls all in one room. Right. And it was so electrifying to the atmosphere, the excitement in the, the dressing room. Mm. And there's Martha over there. And I said, hi, how you doing? I'm Jeannie. She says, I'm Martha. And then Azora, I'm, I'm Azora. And uh, of course, Sylvester. And so I'm looking at Martha and I said, God, you look so familiar to me. <laughs> and I said, have we seen it? She said, I don't know. She said, you look familiar to me too. So we just kept talking to everybody. And all of a sudden she says, when Polly went to uh, England, her brother was my first guitar player when I was on North Beach working in a club. His, his name is Raphael. And he said, Jeannie, you remind me of my sister. I said, Ken, I said, really? He said, she's a big woman like you. He said, he's, I said, can she sing? He said, can she sing? <laughs> he said, Jeannie, she's, she got a great voice. He said, and you remind me so much of her. I said, oh, maybe someday I'll get a chance to, to meet her. Now, mind you, I didn't know this, that Martha was Ralphie's sister. Stop so, it. So she, he said, oh, when she was in school, high school, she went, to Poly, she went to Poly, which is in San Francisco. And they went to England. You know, the teacher took them all to, to England. So Martha's saying, when Polly went to England, girl, I did this and I did that. <laughs> I said, wait, you went, to, you went to Polly? She said, yes. I said, you went to England? She said, I said, what did you say your name was? She said, Martha. I said, what's your last name? She said, Wash. I said, oh, my God. You <laughs> round sister. She said, yeah. You want my brother? I said, she said, what's your name? I said, Jeannie Tracy. She said, oh, my God. He talks about you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I have a tendency to mock people when I'm talking. So get over <laughs> no, so, I love it. It brings so the energy. Goes, uh, that, that's that actress thing in me. So, um, so anyway, 
she said and I said he talks about you all the time and then we just became we laughed and talked and hugged and so we after that it was just that connection you know and then Ralph said I said Ralph I finally met Martha and he said and then I told him what happened and so after that uh I was singing still I was singing in clubs myself and so Sylvester I'm trying to think they they wanted me I was on the roster anyway to do an album for myself but you know they like to take you so Sylvester got I mean when Sylvester walked into the uh office because I was uh, answering phones and I was recording I would go in the room and um, write you know I'd go by myself and and I had a tape recorder in there and and a keyboard in there and I was writing songs in this little room and everything Sylvester came in that day one day to the office right after that show and um no it wasn't before the show I'm trying to think but anyway I didn't know who he was I think it was before the show happened that he came and then we went to see him and I'm thinking he's a woman and I said they said oh Jeannie this is Sylvester because me and Sylvester just started talking you know Mm -hmm. and so they said oh Jeannie this is Sylvester I said Sylvester (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I said, I thought you was a woman. <laughs> and then now, I said, oh, I'm what, sorry. He goes, oh, girl, that's all right. <laughs> do, do you remember what he was wearing? Because I, I, my grandmother told me she saw him in San Francisco in the Castro one night. She was out with her friends. She said, baby, he had a mink coat from the, that, that touched the floor. Oh. Yeah, that was that mean coat I was supposed to get, but then somebody took, stole it, you know. So, uh, that was that black llama, that black llama mean coat to the floor. Mm. And uh, he um, he started laughing. He go, oh, girl, that's all right. And so we hit it off, and he gave me um, a blue. He said, I got a gown for you. I said, really? He said, Mr. Thing, you're fabulous, you know. So <laughs> He, he he gave me this blue sequin gown that was fishtail and was, you know, off the shoulder kind of gown. And uh, we just hit it off. And then they started talking. Martha told me, me and Martha started hanging out together. And so we, I'd go to her house. She'd go to my house. I'd be cooking. And her, her then manager, Doug, we'd all hang out and go different places. And she said, you know, they're talking about bringing you into the group. I said, no, really? She said, yeah, and I'm talking for you, too. And <laughs> so, and Sylvester wanted me, you know, he 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 just liked, he he, he said he liked, loved the way I carried myself. And the, he loved the way I dressed and that that kind of thing. Miss, Miss Thing, you're fabulous, you know. Miss Thing. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, wow. But he call, he started calling me Sister Jeannie that was my name for him he would always say such a genie you know because that was my name when I was a young girl in church that you know how everybody's sister this and sister that right and so I was little sister genie and so that's what Sylvester started calling me sister genie and so um I I uh, opened for them I opened with them uh um it was Dionne Warwick Sylvester we opened for Dionne Warwick and I was part of that that was my the first show was actually at the at the opera house, and I was supposed I was a pit singer that night with a girl named Sharon Himes, and then it was Martha Izzo and Sylvester. And when Sylvester saw how heard me, 
and saw how I looked and all that kind of stuff, then he 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 really wanted me then and asked me would I join, you know, join. And I said, you want, please stay. He wrote, I still have the album to this day where he said, Miss Jeannie, you're fabulous. Please stay. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, as long as she want a job, girl, you know, I, want you. I said, you want me to sing with you forever? <laughs> <laughs> he said, yes, girl. I said, "Real? are you serious? You know, and I told Martha and she said, girl, we've been pulling for you, you know. And uh, so it was wonderful that I was already friends with with the girls, you know, and they wow. liked me. So and that Sylvester loved me so that was it and i let me tell you barry that was that was the most exciting time i've had lots of exciting things in my lifetime but that was the best times of my life i I say that all the time just being with those girls and they were fun yes being with sylvester on stage was fun and i was never a dull moment honey you know you get this this scorpio and i was nervous and (laughs) stuff was happening you know but it turned out to be funny and great you know (laughs) so one one of the best showmen at that time um was sylvester yes um you i i in reading the book i i saw that um he upstaged, not even upstaged, just outperformed uh, Mick Jagger um, at, the, I believe, the Cow Palace, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. And, well, there was nobody. He was so different, mm-hmm. you know, and he could mesmerize an audience. You know, there would be women crying when he when we did You Are My Friend. Women would be crying, oh. out, like just tears flowing. And, and stretching their arms out to touch it, you know, and and his outfits were always so different, you know, and so it, it, it he always knew what he wanted, whatever, and you couldn't tell him what to do. Yeah. So they always got me. They always said, "Jeannie, can you tell Asa that's but see, I could get him to do stuff that he wouldn't ordinarily, he would turn everybody else down. But see, and I said, you can't tell him what to do. And so I would say, why don't you, I said, don't, don't answer. I said, just think about it. You know, it's like when, when he was ill, um, I said, your mother wants to come. And I said, I can't be here every day. I said, but you need your mother. I'm not your mother. I'm your sister. And I said, so you need to call her because she's worried about you. You know, so I said, think about it. It was two seconds. And he said, girl, I call my mother and I'm screaming on the phone. Oh, you know, great. So you have to, you, you know, he that was, was saying, powerful. That's Guess so what? powerful. I was like, Sylvester, okay, why don't you do so? Why don't you do it like this? You know, it would make so much it'd be great if you do did something like this, this way. And you go, girl, guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do such and such a thing. I said, I don't care whose idea it was as long as you do it, you know? <laughs> so it became his idea. I don't know. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned the, the and, and that was uh, the 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 moment that I was referring to that brought me to tears was the San Francisco War Memorial performance of You Are My Friend. Oh, um, I can't listen to that album. It, it's it feels as if 
you're right there. I get chills sometimes thinking about it um, because of the emotion that came out on the stage. Um, I was only listening to it, but do you remember, do you recall what that experience was like? Because That's why I can't listen to it because (laughs) I can't listen because that was such an emotional night. And you saw people in ball gowns with their butts out and all kind of people. And it was just, they were there for us. They were there for Sylvester. And it was the most wonderful time I've ever had on the stage. It it was just a wonderful thing that he came to, he was in San Francisco at the War Memorial Auditorium. No one like him had ever been in that auditorium. Right. So he came back as a star, you know, and it was his moment, his night. They had an orchestra there. They had the band there with strings, horns, that kind of thing, two backup to the backup singers. <laughs> mm. You know, so it, I just stood there and I just watched and just took it all in. And they cried on stage. I was crying. Sharon was crying. So it's it's just that this was he had arrived. You know, that was that was the whole thing that Sylvester had arrived as a star. He'd been all over the world. And now he comes back home as a big star. You know, and so the people just, you know, tribute to him that night. They just went in and it it, it was his time. Yeah, I I can't listen to that. I can't listen to it because a a girl played it one day. I was going to the beauty shop. And when I walked in the shop, she was playing that album. And I sat in her chair and I started weep, and I couldn't stop crying. You know, she said, I didn't mean to make you cry. I said, you don't understand. I said, it just, it's hard for me to listen to it because it feels like I'm back there at that moment. When I listen to it, it puts me back in that. You can really feel the love between yeah. you guys on that stage. The, 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 the bond, <clears throat> the bond that you had. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and from his words, uh, I believe he it's said, it, 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 it it was one of his dreams, uh, as I recall mm-hmm. reading, to perform at the War Memorial. Right. Um, that, that was it, yeah. And, and I'm standing on that stage. And, and and the other thing is that I'm on the album, inside the album cover, you know. And, and then I remember they said, turn on KBLX. They're going to play the whole album tonight. KBLX used to do this thing on Friday or Saturday night or both nights that they would play an album, a whole album for however long it took. They play the whole album Mm. and feature, you know, someone. And both nights they featured Sylvester's album. And I remember him calling. I said, I wonder if he's going to call my name or if they cut that out. And I remember he, he didn't know the other girl's name or he forgot the other girl's name. And he said, Miss Jeannie Tracy, Miss Jeannie Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) So they called my name twice. (laughs) And so I said, they called my name. They called my name. He called my name, you know. So it was just great. You know, it was just absolutely wonderful. And hear those girls. And so for them to choose me. And the other girl, she's beautiful. She sings in a a big choir here at Oakland, uh, Oakland Choir. Um, it's a citywide choir and uh, she called me later and she says why didn't they choose me and I said it had nothing to do with you 
it they just needed one person and they chose me and they had been kind of looking at me before you and I got together, you know. Right. And so she understood, you know. So yeah, it 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 it's really, really hard for me to I can't listen to I never listened to it, in fact. You guys were extremely close. Um the yeah. the three of you, uh Miss 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 Isora Rhodes, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, Martha and and Sylvester, yeah. um, being that you are, th- because nowadays you hear so much about uh, competition and and women beefing with each other in music, things like that. But from everything that you just told us, it was the ex- exact opposite. Um, when when uh, someone who's already established is is is. Um, speaking you up to someone to say, no, we have to bring her this, this, we need this voice. We need her uh, in this with us. When, when you're in that environment, uh, is it easy for you to thrive or are you, are you, do you have a certain style or your own kind of niche or is it contributing a hundred percent to the family or to the, to the, to the collective? Well, when I got there, I actually uh, contributed because they were already singing their own parts. I think Martha was doing a soprano and Isaiah was uh, low alto. And so I was mid, the mid girl, mid soprano alto. And so I sang the middle part, which is the melody, which Sylvester was singing. And what he would have to do um, was sing the lead and then jump in and sing back. He was doing both. So that freed him up to just, you know, just to, to, to do what he wanted to do. He didn't have to worry about jumping back in the background and singing background. And so that's what I contributed to. Um, I really love them so much that I wanted to dress like them. And he said, <laughs> no, I want you to, I love the way you dress and I want them to dress like you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and I remember uh, at one point um, when it started to disband, it was just more because he started using me a lot more than Azora. He started using Martha and I a lot on the records, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I remember Azora was gone at one point and it was just Martha and I was really worried and I was crying and everything. And I'm, I remember when they left to do their own thing, I was crying like a baby, like somebody had hurt my feelings because I'm the person of this nature of wanting things to stay like if it's working, then don't don't mess with it. But they were making, you know, they were making music of their own and they needed to get out and, you know, see what was out there for themselves. Right. And so um, so that was that. But it, it never, it, it worked. We, we hired a girl, another girl, um, Debbie, and then another girl named Jean. And the, those two didn't work out at, at all. One was too concerned about how he, you know, she, I don't know what they were concerned about. But anyway, um, and then Maurice Long, who, who was awesome. He had this voice that, that, was, that he sang very high as well. And mm. so, so Maurice was in, and it was we became the Kojic singers because all of us <laughs> were from Church of God in Christ, you know. 
So we became coaches singers. Maurice was fun, and and uh, so it, it it you know after. But I missed Martha and Azora. You know, I don't care who they brought in there. I miss those girls. You know, but Martha and I are still great friends. We've done the same shows <clears throat> together, and she'll call me up to do. I mean, it, it confused people though when I started doing my own thing. It confused people overseas. They would say, "Sing, it's raining men." And I said, "That's not my song. That's not <laughs> me." So finally, I would have to sing it a cappella. So I asked Martha, and I asked Azora, "Could I sing their song?" I said, "Because people think they said it's the same." Stop explaining stuff to people. It's the same two women, just the name is different. That's all. You were part of the tons of fun. And I remember doing New Orleans one year, and Martha had gone on, and I said to the crowd, I said, can't that Martha Wash sing? And so the audience, you know, just screamed. And I said, you think that Martha's on the show, and I'm on the show. I said, but Martha and I have history. And I said, we were both uh, with Sylvester. And then the crowd cheered, you know. And I said, I came into the group. Uh, it was two tons of fun. I said, they were the tons and I was the fun. The <laughs> <laughs> and, and I didn't know Martha was paying attention. I thought she had gone onto her dressing room and stuff. She was banging on the edge of the stage. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I said, that's the only group that I traveled with. There was no clothes in the suitcase, just food. You know. <laughs> it's so hilarious to hear these stories because I, I can see it. Shout out to Martha Wash, uh, who I, I was trying to contact for this show, um, but I could not get a hold of her. Um, but yeah, Martha... She, yeah, I, I met her uh, years back, maybe 2008, um, at an event. And when I knew she was, I was working security at the event. And when I knew she was uh, one of the performers, I had to meet her. I had to make my way to her. And Martha is, oh my gosh, so down to earth. I mean, she offered me a drink and everything. I was like, oh, I can't, I, I'm working. I said, but, but I just wanted to tell you, you know, Again, one of the most humbling experiences that I've had, you know, when you when you read about someone and you 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 say to yourself, well, I didn't know this about this person's story. I heard their 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 music or I've seen their movies, but I haven't I didn't know that this part of them existed. And then you meet them in person. You're either it's either confirmed or you're let down. Yeah, and and true. with with Martha, it wasn't it, it was not a letdown at all. I mean, it was it was so much. More. I'm expecting a diva. I I didn't know what to expect, but mm -hmm. she's when you when I saw her, I saw the makeup, I saw the 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 hair and the dress. I said, oh my god, I don't know what to see. She's gonna I'm gonna get thrown out of here by my coworkers. Oh man, I hope I don't mess this up. And it ended up being, oh, I know who your family is. I know this person and that person. I'm like, what? <laughs> just wanna, just wanna keep talking. This, this, uh, this energy that you guys created. This, not even energy, but this bond. This, um, these relationships that were formed at this time would carry you guys uh, even till now. Oh yeah, we're great friends. We call. I just, 
she was just here not too long ago. Usually if she's in town doing something, I'll go over to the hotel and or I'll take her out to dinner. I think I took her out to lunch. She and another friend of ours um, got together and we just tee hee ha ha. And we were the only ones in the restaurant and we they just let us have it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys look like sisters almost. It, Everybody says that and they'll say, hi, Martha. Uh, they'll say hi Jeannie Tracy and I said girl you pee for being Jeannie Tracy <laughs> and somebody asked Martha uh, what did I look like and she said look at me <laughs> exactly only thing she has is the slanted eyes you know and uh, uh, but uh, I, I love her and we, we just really have this and then I found out she has family that I knew from Fresno and my my music teacher piano teacher was her her aunt by marriage and I thought and I and we got to talking one day and I found out that her aunt that lived in San Francisco and her uncle I had met them and when they would come to my music teacher's house you know I they invite me to dinner and I was just a kid though but I knew all those people and I knew her uncle Fred and so that just makes the bond even stronger you know exactly and it, I've it's... stayed in her house I've you know I've slept in her house you know I went to do an opening that she did uh when she, her debut you know we were there to support her and, and that whole thing you know and I know Sylvester is you know looking down at both of us and and smiling and I, I took off a whole year to take care of him and uh put my my career on hold to take care of him you know because I was at a point where I just didn't have the desire to really to go out and sing and stuff I just was so invested in him you know yeah and, but when he passed and stuff um it 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 really took took I had to, my husband stopped me from from going for a week he because he said it was really ter- you know bringing me down and I, he, he could see that I was getting sick over it you know yes so but it was an honor for me to be able to do that um, and I remember telling Joshua that uh, people abandoned him and he says he told me later he said Jeannie upon talking to people they didn't abandon him. He only wanted the people around him that he wanted to be there. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I said, Oh, I never thought about that. I thought people just, you know, nobody's coming around, you know, but he said that that wasn't it at all. He said, he just wanted the people there that he wanted. Miss Tracy, I, 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 I applaud that the, the heart that you have. Um, it, it takes a lot. It takes a special person. To, to care for someone when they're in their final stages of life. Mm. You, it, it, it takes a special, I just, I'll say that. Um, but with, with, with Sylvester, did you ever uh, get a sense that he was at peace in, in yeah. those days? Yeah. He told me that he was at peace. You know, I, I only saw him cry once and I, I, you know, just took him in my arms and, and held him and and he told me that he he was at peace you know I have no regrets he had no regrets and I said it's okay to cry I said but don't continue to cry just cry let it out 
and and go on, you know. And so, it, you know, he did, and then he said he had no. That's when he said he had no regrets. He lived the life he wanted to live, and he was at peace, you know. So uh, he opened the door for me uh, into this dance music, and so um, if it hadn't been for that, I I probably would have done another kind of music, but it opened, he opened the door for Martha and I to be able to have a genre, a, a, a genre of music that, that supports us. You know, right. the community supports us 100%. And you can't turn your back on that. You, you, you know, they love you unconditionally, you know, and so they've supported me. The community has supported me all these years and and I just, you know, appreciate the people that have come into my life to allow me to to do. And even now, uh, I just got through working on Mary Wilson's. Uh, there's a couple of songs that are coming out. And so the guy hired me to arrange the background. Now, what happens, wow. what happens to me in the studio, I, I'm a really studio nut. I love session work. I love singing with other people. I love locking the studio and then just lock me in there. Just <laughs> let me create. It's just a, it's just free, you know. Yeah, it's the lab. We call it the lab. The lab, okay. And so, you know, what they'll do is say, Jeannie, do you hear anything? And I have to take a chapter from Luther Vandross and say, no, but for about $300, I might hear something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait a minute, Miss <laughs> Tracy. You, you, you have given us a, a, at least a dozen names that a, a lot of the listeners may have to go and Google. Listen, it, you guys, Miss Miss Tracy has worked with the most legendary of, of of singers, of arrangers, of producers, artists that we have ever experienced. Um. What? No, I, I was just saying that when he would be in the studio, that he would say, they would have him, like, say there might be a background part of he, he'd be singing. And they said, do you hear something? So they want you to arrange their song for free. And he, so, so we've done it. All of us have done it. All the background singers that I know, they'll say, do you hear something right there? And we'll just say, yeah, why don't you put this there? And we'll just do it and don't charge anything. So that's why I said I have to take a chapter from Luther. He said he said he started saying, no, I don't hear nothing but for some more money I might. <laughs> for about $300, I might hear something right there. <laughs> now, Ms. Tracy, uh, just from, from I, I want to know as a Black man, your experience with, with, with Black men in the industry, um, the stars, of the show, so to speak, um, the headliners. How do you carry yourself at, with with these with these talented individuals? I'm mean, not just talented, but someone who has their name out there and and they're being held up, um, looked up to by others. How do you maintain just that down to earth spirit, that that just genuine piece of you um, around such such personalities? Well, I've been the way I am. I've been this way all my life. I was raised, not to say that nobody else was raised in the church, but the Marthas and the Sylvester's. I, I'm this way, and I'm really too old to change. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it's not that deep. I said, you know, and a lot of people believe the hype of the stardom and stuff. And it's, it, you know, come on, it's not not deep at all. It's, it's, it's a job. And what our job here to do is to make people happy, make, right. make people feel like that everything's not lost, that there is a light at the end of the, t- at the, end of the tunnel. And so that's what we're put here to do. Why are you going to get on a high horse and act like you're better than or you're grander or better than God or, or you're this God that people look up to? You know, it, it's not so. So, you know, get off the horse and, and walk with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is so that that's so humble. One of the uh, one of the oh, things yeah. that I respected um, about the the relationship that you guys have was just how familial it felt like. It, it just felt like brother and sister. Yeah. Um, oh, I could tell him off, though. And see, there's a side of me that I don't like for people to see and that and everybody has one. I don't care how humble and what there is another side to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and we call her Janetta. Jeannie <laughs> Jeannie is nice, but Janetta don't know no better. So she protects Jeannie. Okay. <laughs> so so uh, you know, so my mother was a a, a a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman that she had a side. She could tell you off. It's like the English, you know, they're so proper, but they tell you off and you don't even know you've been told off. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, thank you. Wait a minute. Did, they get- <laughs> Did I just get checked? They go, fo, 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 fo. You know? And you say, wait a minute. Did they just cuss me out? <laughs> <laughs> that something so, didn't no, feel that's, right that's, about that's, that's the side that I like to. And then when I, I remember that I used to say, Oh, they, you know, and get upset. And then I said, you know what? I have to go back to being that way that I was when I started out because it's not that deep, you know, mm. it, it's really not that deep. And not only that, it just, it's just too much. Um, it's just too much to be angry or to be, you know, analyze things. And if it's not deep, leave it alone, leave it with exactly where it is and walk away, you know? Yes. I did not know until I did a little research that you were married and I want to give you a big, you and your husband, a big congratulations, just big ups. <laughs> Thank you. He's a great guy. You know, he's very quiet. He's opposite of me. And, but we have fun. We laugh. I mean, I've seen couples go out to eat dinner and nobody says nothing to each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he and I are laughing and talking and I make time for him like if I'm home when he gets off from work then it's his time I don't talk on the phone with my friends nothing and when he comes in I said I hear him coming in I'll talk to you later and it's not that he requires that it's just the way I am that this is his time his time and my time he's been gone all time so my my duty is to pay attention to him you know, listen to him. Let's have fun. Let's eat dinner together. And I do that all. He says, you don't have to wait for me. I know I don't, but I, I want to, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, That's everything's beautiful. not always honky-dory. But we've gotten to a place where he's really, he really is my best friend, you know. And, and so we we still have fun together. And we act, we feel like you know, it was just yesterday that we got married. So yeah, he, and he holds me down. I tell you, if 
when uh, it's nice to be able to travel the world and come home and your home is still intact, you know? Oh, and, oh my gosh. Come, yeah, come on. We, and, we don't yeah. even have that these days anymore. And, no. and you don't have to be on tour. No. <laughs> <laughs> you could go to the store and come go back in your house and, and everything is black. Like, man, hold on. Who yeah. the furniture yeah. around? Wait a second. Yeah. You know, he tells me, he goes, You 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 try to make me believe that I'm in in, in control. He said, You you the one that's in control. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on here. He tried to make me believe I've been I'm the one in control, but you the one that really run things around here. <laughs> <laughs> Shout so, out you know, to but, but like I tell young women, I said, you know, the thing of it is I, I listen to them talk because I have a had a girl to do my hair that was really young. And I hear these girls talking, uh, yeah, I told him this and I told him that. And I said, you got to step up to mom said, that's why you single. Mm. <laughs> and, they, and then don't ask me. I, I, just, I shut up. And they said, well, Jeannie, what do you think about it? You've been banged for a long time. I said, first of all, the way I, I'm listening to you guys talk and that you don't need nobody. I said, this is why all of y'all single. <laughs> mm. I said, and you really have to let a man know that he's needed. I said, yeah, you can be your own person. I said, but you have to let this man know that he's needed. So you don't need nobody, okay? That's why you by yourself, <laughs> okay? Oh, my God. And it's God. not that you need a man to define you. It's just that if you're going to be with somebody and you're going to have a relationship, and I tell you that my husband actually taught me how to have a great relationship, you know, and you have to communicate, you know, because the old way, of how your mother taught you is not the way. <laughs> right. And yeah. don't don't nag. Don't say, mother said, wait a minute, I can't read your mind. You gotta tell me what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, we are not mind readers. <laughs> that's, right. That's one thing we can't do. We may seem like act like we can sometimes, but it's just a good guess. We're yeah. not mind readers. It, it's yeah. That is shout out to love, man, because to love, yeah. And love shifts. I mean there's like stages of being married, you know, um, and everybody, if they stay lo married long enough, they'll find that out. That is, you know, and respect. The respect is really the key, you know, and I, and when I first got, I said, don't ever call me out of my name. Okay. Mm -hmm. And don't ever say anything that you think that you'll be sorry for later. Mm -hmm. Make sure that when you say, when you upset, with me, don't tell me, don't say nothing to me that you know that you're going to be sorry for later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can I just say real quick, Miss Trace, that I am that way. I, I don't, I don't want to apologize for anything that I said. So right, right. I'll say what I want to say and what I mean. What <laughs> and you if, mean, right. And if you deserve that, then you deserve that. You deserve that, it. Then... <laughs> Get over it, okay? Okay. Exactly. Let's move, you know, it, Let's it's, move on. it's, you know, um, we can it's apologize a... for, 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 things and I, I i actually said to him i said do we argue and he thought he said i, I said well, if you got to think about it i guess we don't huh you know mm. we have disagreements i guess you know but it don't get that deep you know so I, i'm really blessed in that way you know to have yeah. somebody that really you know that really holds it down for me and that you know supports what i do and he's not in my face all the time you know and so uh, supports, you'll play my music. I'll hear him playing my music in his little room and stuff. And so 
I saw him. <laughs> he, he wants me to do R&B. That's, <laughs> That's dope. That's so beautiful. Shout out to your husband. No, oh, thank you. We um we have a um we have a thing here where, especially in in our in our in our time now in our culture, love is uh, not a priority. It's more so what can you do for me kind of for thing. Me. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so refreshing. It's yeah. just so refreshing to know that that's not real. No, it's not real. What 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 we said to each other was, "What do you expect from me?" Mm. Mm. And uh, what is it that you need from me? And what do you expect from me? And that's what we that's what we said to each other. Okay. So that we got that all out, you know, well, I want you to do, I want you to be able to do this. Or I don't need for you to do anything. Just do what you do, you know, that kind of thing. And so when you get it out there, what you need and what you expect from a person, then you it's out there. Okay. You could run with it or not. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's, there's nothing to run from. I mean, nothing to, uh, to hide, to hide uh, yeah. all cars on the table. That, that, and, and that honesty is one of the most uh, th- that is a foundation right. uh, for for any relationship. I think is just to have that honesty. Is it common now? Uh, I'd say for not just entertainers, but for for professionals to have or to need a foundation. It, it, I mean, just to have something solid at home because we hear so much about um, uh, someone in the in the light or in 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 the in the limelight who doesn't have a stable foundation at home or doesn't have you know these relationships but is it it's is a that ne- a, a, exactly a necessity yeah. for um i don't think so i think if you're satisfied if you're alone or by yourself or don't have uh, a significant significant other uh at home you can you can do it you know I've done it. It just helps to have somebody to 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 help you stay grounded or or to be that sounding board when you need it, you know, or just when you come home, you know, you're coming home to, um, you know, this this love and my dogs. OK, yeah. and so so I, I have two dogs that one we had to his name was Taco and. I remember uh, when I went out, he knew where the airport was. So my husband would bring him to the airport. He would start crying and then he wouldn't eat for a couple of days, oh, you know? Wow. And so my husband, I said, don't bring him to the airport, bring him when I come home. So when I, when uh, he bring them to the airport to pick me up, you could see them looking craning their necks to see if they can see me through the crowd. It's the funniest thing. And people see them in the car and people are like, look at the little dogs. Oh my God. <laughs> and then they see me. And the moment they see me, they start jumping up and down, right? And I and I used to tell my husband, this is the way you're supposed to greet me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they jump up and down and I'm telling you, when I get in the car, like it's kisses, kisses, kisses all over me and it's the funny, the cutest cutest greeting that you ever ever want to see and so it, it's just amazing of that that kind of love that those dogs have and then when I come home when I see that car when I see that guy get out and come and get, grab my bags and 
give me a hug. You know, it's 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 absolutely wonderful. And I'm on the plane, can't wait to get home. And I'm only gone like a couple of days or like that and 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 on to the next place or back home and stuff. But it's you know, I feel like it's I've been gone like a week or so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is in a is an eternity kind of thing. Right, right. So yeah, it just helps to have that. But if you don't, and you're a person that's by yourself and you're used to being there's some there's a lot of people that don't want anybody. You know, they just want it. They like the freedom of being by themselves. They don't have to do nothing for nobody but themselves. You know, and they're fine with it. So yes. no, it, it's not really a necessity. But it it it's well, it's gotten to the place where a lot of people just really don't. You know, they just don't want to be bothered, and then they don't want anything like if a person nobody's perfect you know mm -hmm. and no, nobody can take anything now you know <laughs> everybody wants everybody to be this perfect person no it's not like that you know and you have to live with whatever this person's bringing to the relationship you know you you have to just deal with it or you know don't so some people just yeah. don't want to be bothered with it so they prefer living alone yeah, yeah. I, I would. I often, uh, when when I listen to any of Sylvester's music, I often because they still play his music now. Sure, they do. Yeah, he's um, more popular now than he was then. Talk you know? about it. I never thought that he would be. I never, never knew when he passed. I just never thought that he would be as big as he is now. You know, it just amazes me that you know people want to hear, people want to talk about him. And sometimes I have to say, is this about me or is it about Sylvester? <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a brand too now, okay. <laughs> but I, I don't mind talking about him. A lot of times I don't. Um, I do because it brings out feelings. I'm getting a little better with it now, but it brings out a lot of feelings that make me cry or put me in that place where I don't. It's not the day for me to talk about you know, certain things, you know, in the lifetime, but it's a, it's, I, I feel like I was just really blessed to be with him or to have the um, opportunities that have been dropped. Narda Michael Walden is another name that I'll bring up because he has been a true blessing in my life as well. I've worked with him for almost 40 years now. So it, oh my God. um, it, and, and Narda never forgets me. He never, ever forgets me. Um, I did some kind of, uh, he, he did an album with Carlos Santana. And so they asked me to speak on, on Narda. They asked me to speak on Whitney Houston. And they asked me to speak about Diana Ross and Aretha. And I said, I did, uh, I will survive for Diana Ross. Now you know, now you know Diana Ross thing straight ahead, right? What? Wait a second. No, I did not know that. What do did, you mean? Did, wait, wait. Did you saying for Diana Ross? Wait, not not for her. I I I sang. I did a demo. Let me make that clear. My, oh, okay, 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 okay. I did a demo for Narda. I was working for Narda, and so they asked me questions about Diana Ross. And they asked me about Whitney. And so it was basically about Whitney Houston. How was it to sing on some of the greatest songs that were ever done? 
you know, and with Narda, I've worked on some of the greatest songs that were ever out there with Aretha, with uh, Michael Bolton and people like that. So they asked me about Diana Ross and I did a demo for her. I will survive that song. I will survive. Yes, she did. She did that song. They had me to do the demo for her to listen to, to sing. Right. Oh my goodness. And so I didn't want to do it because I don't like doing demos. And so he, he begged me to sing it. So I did. He said, now, now queen, he calls me queen. He says, Mm -hmm. queen. Now I want you to take it to church, take it to church. Mm -hmm. Nada talks (laughs) very fast. Right. And I said, why? She ain't going. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I'm telling this story, this is television, right? It's it's a film. And when I'm telling this story, I said, Ooh, that sounds bad. I better, let me try to, because to me, Diana Ross is fabulous. Yeah. You know, her singing, her, her, her appearance, her gowns, her everything is fabulous. And so, but she's not to me, a gospel singer, you know, She's a, a more of a pop singer to me, and she sings. She's not doing a whole lot of fluff, so that's why I said that, you know. And so he's he Sunday morning, like a couple of weeks ago, Narda sends me a video, and he says, "Jeannie, I just want to thank you for all you've done, you know, with me and for the foundation." And he has this foundation that helps children in Moran and that kind of thing. So he said, I just want to thank you so much. And this is a video. He goes, you know, the funniest thing that you did on that film, he said, the funniest thing on that film is when you said, when I asked you to take it to church for Diana Ross, and you said, why? Mm-hmm. And, and and I did this facial expression that he did. And I, I have to watch it every now and then because it's hilarious. <laughs> and he goes, why? He's going. <laughs> Then he did another one. He did. He, he sent me another video right after that, and he had Diana Ross singing in the on this on this um, screen in the back of him, right? And he's sitting at his desk, and there's a screen in the back of him with Diana Ross singing, and he goes, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just fall every time I have to put it on and look at it. And uh, he has a, a Christmas show coming up. But I've done lots of stuff for Narda. Um, we did a tribute to Aretha Franklin right before the pandemic. And I came out with this fur coat on and a purse. You know, that's what Aretha did, right? Yes. And everybody said the moment was when I dropped the coat. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I sang Silent Night, right? And I sang the song with her. So they had her voice in the background and I sang the song with her, you know, and I dropped the coat and put the purse on the piano. <laughs> just <laughs> like Aretha. Just like Aretha. They said that was the moment. They said it wasn't the song or nothing, just the moment I dropped that coat. <laughs> <laughs> so he does a show, Christmas show every Christmas, right before Christmas. And we, we pull out all the stops. It's like 20 acts on there. The last time I think was uh, Dionne Warwick came and we tributed her and Hammer came. And I think this year it's going to be Run DMC. And I think they'll be doing some of his, you know, uh, music and stuff like that. We do Christmas show. And then the second half of the show is dance music. Wow. So I uh, do my dance music. And finally, uh, he used to ask me to do a lot of covers like Gladys Knight. 
And, and so I went to Narda and I said, Narda, I don't want to do any more covers. I have my own music. Mm-hmm. And I said, I guarantee you that these people here in Sausalito may not have ever heard my music. I don't know. They may have. I said, but I guarantee you that they will like it and they're going to dance. And mm-hmm. he said, okay. I said, I don't want to do any more covers. I just want to do my, my music. And he said, okay, okay, okay. So Tevin Campbell was, used to come every year also. And he and I did uh, silent. We do silent night together, quasi gospel. What? Yeah, it's great. It's so. Tevi is my baby. He I, is he, one of the listen. We listen. Mi, 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 look, Miss Tracy, as a youngster, uh, if you could sing any Tevin Campbell song, mm-hmm. you, you had girls. If yeah, you girls. Could... <laughs> yeah, you had girls. Tevi is my baby. I'm telling you, he is my baby. And he just came out recently. And I thought, why did he even have to? Because in this day and age, and he was so troubled. And I saw and I would hold him, you know, hug him and say, Tevi, it's okay. Just okay. You know, I don't want to address what was going on, but I knew that he was troubled, you know, mm. and uh, I'm so glad that he found, you know, that he could speak on it because everybody knew. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like even, well, I don't want to call that name again because it's not for me to say who, who is if they never came out, you know. But why well, should people have to, huh? I'm sorry. And, and that's what I, where I was kind of going with the, uh, they still play Sylvester's music now. Do you think he would have been? How do you think bigger. the world would have accepted him in this day Sylvester, and age? Yes, I think better because now they're being. Seems like I would say that there seems like that television and the world is trying to accept it more, and then sometimes they're not. It's mm. just hard to discern because it, you know, we see more of it on TV and more people being placed as you know. LGBTQ, you know, on television and stuff, but is it really because there's just so much hatred now right. that it's hard to know if this is if this is real or if it isn't, you know? Right. Uh, it, it's really sad for people to have to live in a box or in a shoe and not be able to express themselves or say who, what they are, who, you know, who they are. Absolutely. And so, it, if it doesn't bother, if it it's not treading on your toes, then why should you care? You know, and I thought that we're put here to to love everybody. Right. You know? So um, it just saddens me that he had to, you know, to come out, you know. But if it was freeing for him, then I that I, I totally agree with it. And I'm yeah. glad. But I'm thinking, you, you know, he should have been able to do that. But he said that it wasn't popular to be gay back when he was a kid or when he was a teenager or as a young adult. It wasn't. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just have to stay quiet. Everybody know, but I still got to be quiet, you know. Which is, which leads to Heck mental health, anxiety, yes, depression, yes, all yes, kind of things. All of that. And Tevin, we love you, brother. It did. It did. I saw it, you know, and and that my heart just went out to him. You know, I thought, oh my gosh, this, this kid is just, you know, it's just, it's awful, but I'm glad now. And he's, they tributed him on some award show and he was just smiling. 
and it made me feel good. They were singing his songs. A couple of the guys was tearing his songs up, but nobody can <laughs> sing like that, Kevin. Let me tell oh, you, when fine. he comes to Narda shows and he gets up there and he said he sings, it's just effortless. And we just we just stop whatever we're doing if, and, and just stand there and listen to that kid singing. When he sings Silent Night with me, oh, my God, the people just go crazy especially the women they just i say he's singing silent night this ain't no love song (laughs) (laughs) this is about the baby jesus (laughs) when he did the song with prince uh it it, i mean you just it was it didn't feel like a prince song it felt like a tevin song tevin song right yeah so yeah tevin we we love you brother and and for for those of us that love you he used yeah. to call my house and my husband say, one time my husband, my husband's so he's so far removed from entertainment, you know. <laughs> he's just my husband, right? But I was in LA, I was there for something, and he goes, Some guy named Norman Connors called here. <laughs> what? And I said, Norman Connors? And I and I said, the Norman Connors? He said, I don't know. He said, <laughs> I said, what area code? He says. Two one three or something, and I said that's Norman Connors, <laughs> and and he said Tevin Campbell uh, called here, and then I said oh okay I gotta call him. And then I got back I said well the Norman Connors. He said wait a minute I haven't got over Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell calling here now he just jumped up. <laughs> Man, said, he said Tevin. I said yeah we're friends. I said he. He has my number. He's calling me. I said, he's reaching out. So I, I, I have his number. I'll call him while I'm here and everything, you know. <laughs> and so, it was so funny. I'm trying to reach Sinbad now. Sinbad is my star search buddy. Yeah, now, look, I star search. You were a reigning champion on star search for consecutive weeks. And now Sinbad also... Yeah. What we, for everyone that doesn't know, Star Search and Solid Gold used to come on back to back, and um, I didn't care much for Solid Gold. I wanted to see Star Search because I needed to know who was going to get those four stars. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh a big my god! Thing. I would never. Oh my god! When I see these shows now. I have to know, I have to, I realize that when I was on Star Search, I was a wreck. I mean to tell you that we would be so, all of us were so nervous because you want to win, you know, Mm -hmm. and you want to come home and you want to say, oh yeah, you did great on there. But this guy, the, the, these people that would come on my behalf, the attorney and um, the agent, booking agent and stuff like that would come to support me. And I'd be so doggone nervous. And they would say, look, you ain't made enough money to bury none of us. So <laughs> just do a good job and you can be proud. Even if you lose that you've done a good job that you can be proud of, you know. Right. Said, yeah, that's good, too. But I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> And I would say, I want to win tonight. I want to win tonight. And I, I, I tell you, and I'm going to put this out there. I don't care who, what they say. That show, my husband told me that show was fixed. And I said, don't say that. I think everything is so black and white. And mm-hmm. so he says, 
it's fixed. And, and then he saw my, the expression on my face. And I said, don't say that. And he goes, but maybe it's fixed in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, so to I didn't believe it, but when they wrote me and told me I was going to be on there, they said, congratulations, you're going to be on our first show. Well, that okay, that's okay. But then they told me, no, they first said, you're going to be on the sixth show. And I said, okay. How do they know that if it's process of elimination? Then they said, we want you on the first show. We want our ratings to grow. So we want to put you on our first show, right? Because I was the biggest one, you know, I was full figured and everything. And so they wanted, you know, it was like a tease, you know. And so what show did I I lose on the sixth show? I lost on the sixth show. But that, that was an experience. I mean, I was so nervous on that show. Every time I got ready before I go on to sing, I'd have to go to the bathroom, you know. And I just said, "Oh my God, I would never do anything. I'll never do anything like this again." It was good for me, but it was it it taught me that I don't really want the the notoriety like a Michael Jackson or, a, you know, I want to be successful, but I don't I don't want that notoriety where you can't go anywhere. Same. Yeah, I don't want that. I really, I don't mind people recognizing me. I don't mind people asking for autographs. But I had, I had one time I was in a mall and within seconds, they bum rushed the store that I was in and crowded around me. And the lady that was ringing me up said, who are you? And I said, nobody, just, just ring me up. I'm, you don't know. <laughs> and so, and so I left the store. I said, can we just go outside the store? And so we went into the mall, you know, the outside of the store. And uh, they, in seconds, it was like a hundred people around me. And I was sweating. I was so, it just caught me off guard. And I just said, oh my God, this is crazy. You know, or we would go out to dinner and people would say, you don't know me, um, but I saw you on Star Search. And I'm like, oh my God, we can't go anywhere. No, I don't, I don't like this. You know, I like to be able to go where I want to go and do my music to just do my music and let, you know, we we want the we want the notoriety, but not like on that level. Mm -hmm. Right. To where you can't move at all. Can't move, you know, and, and you just, you know, people crowd around you and I'd be standing on New New York city on the street and people would crowd around me and, walk across the street with me and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'd still be, you know, myself. Uh, but you were talking about me being around those people that were, I just am just myself, you know. And I, the only person I get goofy-fied around is Johnny Mathis is one of my favorite all-time singers. And I got stupid. I've never liked that because I'm around, you know, uh, celebrities all the time so you know I'm around them I'm you know glad to be around them and like you said it's either you know feast or famine they're either nice or not mm-hmm. and so uh he was so gracious to me and I thought if he had been nasty I would never because I am a fool if I tell <laughs> you I'm a fool about him I am a fool about him and uh so 
that's the only person that I ever and Stevie Wonder. I, I got a chance to yeah, see Stevie Wonder's the only other one I went goofy around, you know. <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness. Now now Stevie is another one uh who can bring me to tears. Yeah. Uh there there's only a few. There's only a few. There's only a few, huh? <laughs> and, and and he is one of, when he when I as a child when I heard uh Ribbon in the Sky. Oh gosh, yeah. But I'm I'm scared for the music that's coming out now because <laughs> nobody's doing no one is there's samples and people are sampling. They're, come on, create new music. Yeah. You know, create great music. You know, so what's the new music going to be like in the future? In the next 20 years, what's the music going to be like? You know, if you're sampling everything, you're sampling other people's music. You know, Ari, what's this girl named Ari Lennox? Yes, yes, yes. She sampled one of my songs, and I didn't know it. Um, I got happy because I thought, oh, and so my cousin, whose name is Lester Pace, he's um, he's a uh, marketing for for Rock Nation. He was he was a and R at uh, Interscope. So I called him. I said, hey, cousin, I said, uh, do you know Ari Lennox? Yeah, I know her because she's with Interscope, right? And I said, do you know that song called Back Backseat? He go, yeah, I know that song. I said, that's me. All Stop the, it. the song. I swear to God. And I got happy. I called the attorney. I said, this is me. This is her. <laughs> <laughs> that is I. This is you? I said, this is me. And so he says, uh, he said, well, let me get right on it. And so he says to me, I said, um, it's with Conquer Records. So, so he said, oh, they're nice guys. I said, same people that took Sylvester's money and said they didn't know where to send it. Mm. The same people that you talking about those guys that had three hundred thousand sitting on three hundred thousand say they know where to send it. Okay, all right. Just give me my money. <laughs> yeah, run run but, me my dividends, please. What what I want to say about Ari and, and Interscope, they did it the right way. They licensed it. It was the company that that sat on my money, you know, and didn't tell me that the song was even out. See, that's that to me that's shady. You talking about the nice people? Don't give me that, you right. know. And I didn't even know it. And a guy interviewer like yourself had interviewed me, and he posted it. I, I posted one of my songs, and I like for my my fans to know the songs that I did, you know, back in the day. And wasn't this music that I do now? Is R and B? Is you know touching songs and stuff? You know, it's not shake your booty and you know. Throw your hips out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it, it, it's love songs and things like that. So nice. I want my fans to know they never heard that music. I want them to know this is what I this is what I did. So this guy posts Ari Lennox song. And I said, why is he posting this? This has nothing to do with my song. You know, so I said, okay, I'll buy it. And I clicked it on there's my there's my voice on. And I said, where did you find this? I thought you knew about it, Jeannie. That's why I posted it. I said, no, but thank you. I know about it now, you know? Yeah, you, you know, you bring up a really good point, Ms. Tracy, about uh, music today. Um, I noticed that when I was growing up, <clears throat> when we would hear something like, I'm hot for your love. Oh. Th nowadays, it, 
it's it's it, they're saying the same thing nowadays, but they're being more vulgar with it. Right. It, it's it, there's no more metaphors. There's yeah. no more yeah. Yeah. Uh, labels for love. It's just. Are you talking about my song "Hot for You"? <laughs> I saw oh, the I title. Love that song. That's the song I... that they sample. Is that right? Because you hear me one... go, "Do you didn't do it? Do you didn't do it? No better time." And that's what they sample. That just that little bit, and it goes throughout the song. And she goes, "In a backseat of my ride." Right. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Don't you, don't you print this? <laughs> Shout out to Ari Lennox. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's bad is... though. It's really bad, you know. And so, you know, I, I said okay because I, <laughs> I always wanted a rapper singer to to sample one of my songs. I've always wanted to, to you know. Right. And I said okay, here you go, girl. You know. So they had to pay me, you know. But what I shout out to Ari is that they did it the right way. They 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 licensed it the company you know yes do, do you think that um that that love has a place in music anymore or is it just uh what we're doing for likes and this and... is this is just for a short time i think it'll go back to love one of my songs went number one living for your love you know and uh, it was a song i wrote a long time ago but they brought it back and and it went number one i thought oh okay I think I think sensationalism sells now, and so they, I don't think they can get any more vulgar than they have, you know. So I think it'll go back to love because people people really want to be love, you, you know. They want to be in love and want to feel love again. I have a song coming out in right. uh, December called um, "We Need Love All Over the World." We need love. It's a really really nice. It's a dance song, but it's more you know, chair dancing, you know, kind of thing. And so um, it's going to come out over in Europe. Um, a guy who's, uh, Matt Waterhouse is going to put it out on his label. So I'm very happy about that. Nice. That is beautiful. Miss Tracy, I, I, I know we're going to, uh, this, this, um, the podcast is going to run out of time in a minute, but uh, I wanted to ask you about your acting because I, I saw that that is one of your passions, if I'm not mistaken. Is is when or how did you... Uh... Yeah, it is. I've done Mahalia a couple of times. And um, uh, the first time was right after Star Search. And George Faison, I don't know if you're familiar with him, um, he did Your Arms Too Short to Box with God and many other things in New York. And they saw me on Star Search. So that Star Search was a great platform for me to do so many things, you know. Yes. Um, so I did that. Richard Smallwood, one of the world's prolific gospel songwriters, was the musical director for that show. And I did it right after Jennifer Holiday. Wow. I had to fill them big shoes. And and then my first Mahalia's and then Jennifer's big shoes. <laughs> And I'm telling you that it was an awakening for me. You know, um, it, it was great. Yeah, I do. I uh, enjoy, I enjoy, you know, acting. I haven't really pursued it like I have the singing. I mean, Mahalia, I mean, to go for that to be one of the, the first uh, performances, that is huge. I, I mean, was, was this, um, was this something that you had, 
experiences with before or no i had done some other sh- a couple of other shows you know in san francisco but this was the first time that i had ever ventured out to something of this magnitude uh of you know with with big big celebrities you know uh on an act acting tip and joe lynn who was a television star it, uh, on soap operas and, and movies and stuff like that was in it. He played Mahalia's husband. Uh, Richard Smallwood singers were there. Kiki Shepard, you know, from um, uh, Apollo. Apollo. Yes. Apollo. Yeah, she was in it. It was different, different, a lot of different people in there that were, I call them crusty divas of New York <laughs> City. And, and what, and I mean that in a loving way is that they were already, already, you know, in the acting field already, and and you know, and I'm this little country bumpkin from from the Bay Area, you know. <laughs> and oh, she's so sweet. But do you think that she could really pull this off? That's what they right. were saying, George. Do you think that she could do this? Because you know, she's sweet and everything. She's a great singer. But do you think she could? I mean, they threw me in there. I had. Every time that I've ever been done, Mahalia, I've been thrown into it. The script was a huge monologues, songs, and all that. And I had to learn it within a week or two weeks or something like that. I stayed mm. with George Faison in his lovely brownstone house in New York City. And and I I tell you, when them lights hit and I got into character, they were saying. Them crusty divas said, "Oh my God, oh my God, you're doing such a great." <laughs> <laughs> and I walked in on George Faison and all, and oh, what is his name that sings? He's a R&B singer, and they had an unsung on him. He he was married to Genobia Jeter, uh, Glenn Jones. Glenn Jones. Oh yeah. He played Martin Luther King in there, and I'm telling you, it was something. And I walked in on them talking about me. And they said, we were just talking about you. And I said, what did you say? <laughs> and they said, we, we're saying we have never, ever <laughs> seen anybody walk into play of this magnitude in such a short time and clean up. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that made me feel, you know, it made me feel so, wow, really? Oh, yeah, we ain't never, not even an understudy. (laughs) 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 So that was, that was fun. George Faison and, you know, the the people there, but honey, they was, they they was on me. But, you know, I did it different than Jennifer Holiday. I did it, I met Mahalia's son and he said, he said Jennifer played it good, but she played her downtrodden, and you know she was just so humble. He said, he said my mother could outcuss a sailor when it was time. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't curse on stage, but what I did do is let her, you know, I put my hand on my hips, and when he come in there, when my husband would come in there uh, <clears throat> from gambling and lost all the money, I said he talking about well. I said well, what? <laughs> <laughs> She Mahalia looks like that uh that type of woman. Uh, yeah. velvet, just a, my grandmother would call it a velvet hammer. Oh, um, velvet hammer. I heard this is the second time I heard you mention that. It, <laughs> it, it, because we, we don't have 
and and no no offense to anyone, but we don't have women like we used to have Mm-mm. women. Mm-mm. Um, you don't get a good mix of the femininity, the strength, and and the softness, the nurturing Soft. part. Right, right. Um, it's more so the the a lot of times it's more so, and maybe with good reason. It's more the the uh, I don't want to say masculine, but just the the opposite. It, it's 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 uh, a little more vulgar or a little yeah. more harder. Yeah, and and, yeah. and that yeah. that it makes us miss the 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 big mamas, the grandmothers yeah. that we used to have. And, ain't no more big mama. No, Steve Harvey said. Steve Harvey said, "Big mama, and no more the big mamas." Okay, <laughs> big mama got hoops in her ears and going out to the club with the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she we got big mamas on TikTok now. You know, yeah. twerking, twerking, so, baby. They, I look. I said, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> ain't no more. Ain't no more homemade cookies. Ain't no more homebrew, no cornbread dressing. Cornbread dressing got stuff in it that I never tasted in the cornbread dressing. <laughs> I said, I don't know what you cooking, but that ain't the cornbread dressing I was raised on. Okay. No, it's not. It's not. We so we we I, I thank you. I thank you so so much for uh carrying um for carrying this legacy, uh for for building your yourself and representing um all of your gifts the way that you have, because uh, I don't, I, I know that you are aware of it, but there are so many people that watch and, and gain inspiration mm-hmm. just from others living out their lives in full color. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, and just like how we were talking about Tevin uh, earlier uh, and, and shout out to Tevin Campbell, brother, we love you yeah. um, for those of us that we never cared about your sexuality. No. All we wanted was for that next that single gift, to drop. Honey. That, that yes, yeah, yes, because mm-hmm. believe it or not, the, these gifts rock us to sleep at night. They mm-hmm. they carry us through storms. Mm-hmm. Um, they they get us through these times. In the end, they make these uh, these times where we've had to conquer and overcome memorable. Like we've had a soundtrack for our lives just because of of people like you. So. I can't thank you enough, uh, Miss Tracy, uh, for all that you've done. You, you, thank you. Just thank an inspiration. You so That's so sweet. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that because I never know who knows me. I never, um, in my uh, journey, I, I never looked, never looked back. I always was so busy that I was doing this, go to the next thing. And one day I, I, um, had a chance to go on this guy. I said, I'm not on the internet. He said, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) And he kicked out pages and pages and pages. And then my husband had worked for Chevron and he came home. He said, this going to blow your mind. And I saw all the work, a body of work that I had done that I never paid attention to. I just did it, you know, and would go to the next thing and then go to the next thing. And so when I looked at it and I said, oh my God, you know, so for all the listeners that, um, you know, that show me so much love, I appreciate, you know, your support. And um, thank you so much. Now, now, before we go, Ms. Tracy, is, is there anything that you're doing right now, working on or anything that's about that we should be looking out for that's coming out or coming up? Yes, I have um, 
Well, there's some work, some things that's in the works, probably with Lenny Williams again. I'm going to be doing another song um, with a guy named Danny Toro. And also, uh, I'll have something come out in December. Mary Wilson's uh, project is just finished with that. And so nice. that's what I have coming out. Yep. Nice. I Oh, my God. I can't, I can't wait. You can reach me I, on GeniTracy.com. <laughs> yes. And she's on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, yeah. Facebook. Jeannie Tracy, you know, Facebook, Jeannie Tracy, Instagram, uh, sort of on TikTok, but not, you know, not all the time. Yes. <laughs> TikTok drives me crazy. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, I, I, listen, come back, please, anytime. Um, right. I, I, and... I really felt comfortable with you. So I, I think we talked about everything but music. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> How about the weather? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know we left a lot of stuff out um, because, again, you, you you know, you've had such a, I, I mean, a big, big. You can't do it in one setting. We need No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, you know, the, I think yeah. the beginning, we, we're going to have to do a part two um, because, again, your life has just been so legendary. When I say legendary, um, I've, I've talked to some people uh, Dusty Baker, a legendary Hall of Fame uh, baseball player. Um, I've met a lot of a lot of uh, what they would call famous people, and um, I come from a le- you know somewhat of a legendary family in San Francisco. And so meeting these people, it's like yeah, you're meeting someone who's just human. They're just, we're just people, um, but when you get to break through the the layers. Um, and you get to share experiences and really learn from each other and 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 have these uh, experiences with one another. It adds value to to what you've already gone through in life. It's it's like okay, everything that I went through wasn't for nothing. Everything that brought me to this point, it, it, I guess it was all for this reason, because I wouldn't have been who I am had I not gone through those things um, and and come to this moment. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We need more people like you and the culture needs more people like you. It's a different time that we're living in right now. So I can't say this enough. You are a, a treasure. You are a, a gift that we, we are just honored to have. And thank you so much for coming on to the show. I'm sorry. I was saying thank you to all the listeners and thank thank them for their, their support, your support. And it was a lot of fun talking to you today. Yes, ma'am. I and so part two, we'll anytime you have time, we'll yeah. set up <laughs> Yeah, we and, can finish part two. Yeah. And, and uh hopefully we could get Miss Martha Wash on here. Uh I'm I'm gonna try to book Sinbad as well. Maybe we could have a reunion. Um, um but thank you, Miss Tracy, so much. All right. Well, you have a great day, all right? A great week. Thank you. And you as well. It was right. a pleasure. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.